Hustle culture is cute in theory, but eventually it leads to burnout and lack of fulfillment. Then again, as enticing as it sounds to sit in meditation for years as a monk, abandoning Western culture altogether is not really an option for most of us. So where is the in-between? I like to think of it as a world where dreaming big and living slow coexist. I'm Tia, host of Dream Big Live Slow, a podcast for entrepreneurs like myself seeking a life of soul-filled work that still allows time for those slow moments that make us feel the most alive. Join me as we break down realistic mindfulness tools used by real entrepreneurs working towards a life of both dreaming big and living slow. Also, be sure to check out the end of every solo cast episode for free guided meditations. All right, let's do this thing. Before we get started and dive into all this goodness, just want to say thank you for being here. Please, if you will, send us the biggest virtual hug by spreading the word of Dream Big Live Slow. Tell a friend that you think would love this podcast. Reach out to us, share us on social media at Dream Big Live Slow or at Tealeray and pop into our DMs. Let us know. Leave us a review and hit that follow button. That is the biggest gift you can give us if you are enjoying these episodes. Okay, here's the show. Hi, friends. Today, I am really excited to be talking about a topic that I have been navigating ever since I began my journey as an entrepreneur, but I think it goes for anyone who holds their work near and dear to their heart. And no matter if you're an entrepreneur or, you know, a career driven human or just really inspired by the work that you're doing or your job and passionate about it, it can be really hard to separate yourself from your job. It can be really hard to see your worth outside of your work. And this topic was inspired by one of you putting this question in the comment box on Instagram that this is something you're navigating right now. And I definitely wanted to touch on it because it's actually some of the deepest work I've done this year is unlearning this idea that my worth is tied to my work. So I certainly wanted to share a little of my experience and some of the journal prompts and meditations that I worked through in order to navigate this. Because as entrepreneurs specifically, we could work 24-7. We can work 24-7 and in the age of work from home, you know, even non-entrepreneurs can work 24-7. And also it's hard to, when you're passionate about this work and also you feel like your livelihood is based on, you know, how much work you're getting done, et cetera, et cetera, it can be hard to separate yourself from your job and see your worth outside of your work. But I'm here to tell you that your worth is innate. It is within you, your soul. It is with you forever, and it has absolutely nothing to do with your job. Your job is just perhaps a current manifestation of your worth and your purpose. And I believe that 
we are all on this earth at this time. We, our souls are in this body at this moment in space and time to live out some sort of purpose, to fulfill some sort of something greater than us, something that we're contributing to the world. And it literally has nothing to do with your job right now. Your job, like I said, can be a manifestation of that deeper purpose, and it probably is, but that deeper purpose also shows up in all of your relationships, in your relationship with yourself, in your interactions with strangers, in your pure existence. So I'll talk a little bit about how I navigated that. So when I had found out I was pregnant, I pretty much had this very dramatic (laughs) existential crisis, a huge identity crisis. I just did not know who I was outside of my work. So when I read this question, it was very, it resonated a lot because I was just here. Right when I got pregnant, I was like, who am I outside of my work? Like, And because I know that when I have a baby, I am not going to be able to pour everything I have into my work the same way I used to. And I have always associated my worth as a human being to however much I'm doing, the impact I'm making on the world, my work, how successful I am, my accomplishments. And I was just so attached to the idea that I must do something big with my life. And that was kind of where it started, where I realized my attachment. And that is where I would encourage anyone who's feeling this, who's feeling like they can't understand how to separate themselves from their work or where their worth lies outside of their work is to start by just sitting in stillness and trying to see where that attachment is. What are you attached to in relation to your work that you can't seem to let go of? That's that deeply rooted attachment. For me, it was that I must do something big with my life. So once I kind of understood that, I wanted to see that where did that come from, you know? And I know that as a child, I very much thought that how hard you work is the most important thing in life. At least that was kind of, you know, and doing something big with your life is how, you know, you make an impact. It's how people notice you and, you know, how you kind of leave a mark on your time on this earth. As an adult, I now know that is in nowhere near the truth, but it's taken a a lot of time and a lot of work. It's easier said than done to acknowledge that. I might know that, but how do I shift like everything that one arises in my body when, you know, I feel the stress of all of the need to do and to become and I feel it in my body. And then, you know, all of the thoughts that come up and the feelings associated with trying to prove myself in my work. So through a lot of my mindfulness journey and a lot of my studies, I've 
learned about this thing called impermanence. And that is something that meditation, as I've talked before, kind of teaches us is it shows us and reminds us that nothing is permanent. And it helps us tap into that wisdom and and we can see that all of our thoughts, all of our feelings, they're fleeting. But something that, you know, is really important to remember is that jobs are fleeting. Work is fleeting. One day we could wake up. I could wake up and not be able to move my hands anymore. <laughs> and I could never do video again. Or, you know, something could happen with a family member and I have to be with them 24-7 and I can never do my work again. That's something that we kind of all have to remember in our work is that who we are is not the job itself. The impact and the purpose that we bring to this earth is not the job itself. At any point, we could lose everything that we've been working towards in quote-unquote career. We cannot be attached. I mean, naturally, we are humans. We are going to be attached. But the more that we can practice and understand the idea of impermanence and let go of our attachments, let go of our constant craving and desiring, we can start to come to peace with the fact that nothing will be here forever. And that is specifically the tool that I use with when I feel that craving to do something big with my life or pressure or that I am, my worth is tied to my work. Remember that at any point I could lose the ability to create films or I could lose the ability to speak on this podcast or to write or because it's not physically not being able to do it, but perhaps, you know, something happens in our lives, like I said, where we don't have the capacity anymore to do the job that we're doing. You just never know. And so releasing those attachments is kind of one of the first steps. But again, that is easier said than done. And as I've said many times before, that wisdom is called, you know, being mindful, being a conscious human, being aware. And we cultivate that by sitting in meditation, sitting in stillness, developing a relationship with our thoughts and seeing that we are not our ego, our thoughts, our feelings, and that we can have an experience with them and become an observer of them. But, but also, it's really important to see what we mean by purpose then if we're saying that we can't find our purpose in our work. So last year when I was navigating all of this, I began just studying a lot of what 
the spiritual world says about purpose and a lot of the mindfulness community, Buddhist scholars, monks, but also some of the business world. The only book that I'm thinking of for the business world is Start With Why, but the rest are all pretty spiritual books and spiritual readings and texts. But I, you know, started looking into what do we mean by a greater purpose? How do we find that within ourselves? And essentially, it's the idea that our purpose, and I know I've talked about this many times on the podcast, but I just wanted to go deeper into it because I know that as entrepreneurs, it is so easy to attach our worth to our work. So our purpose or even our why is something deeper within us. It's innate. We don't really have to do anything. It's not about the doing, but it's about the being. It's about who we are. We're here for a reason. And that purpose will come through no matter what we're doing in this life. As long as we're, you know, aligned spiritually and living from our hearts and our souls, then it doesn't matter what we're doing. For example, it's asking ourselves, what value do we bring to the world in any way that it could possibly manifest? So looking back at past jobs, seeing they don't have to be anything alike, but looking at the greater purpose, the greater value that you brought to others and to the world through that job or in your relationships, who you are for others and the value you bring to them. I feel like the easiest way to explain this is to use myself as an example. So I'll use myself as an example. For me, I see, I have discovered that my purpose, my why, my dharma is to remind others of what is important in this life, the greater picture, what truly matters, to not get caught up in the wrong things. And that has kind of always been it for me. I discovered that by reflecting on my childhood and what brought me the greatest pain and what brought me the greatest pain as a child. And it was something to do with seeing people in my life value work over relationships, over loved ones, over the small things, over moments. And it brought me a lot of pain, but within that pain, we can always find purpose. And I'm not saying that we are trying to do toxic positivity on all of our pain. I'm just saying that it can light the biggest fire in us to do to make a change. And so I discovered that that was what brought me a lot of purpose. And, you know, I looked at all of the things I'm pursuing currently and how that manifests in so many different ways. With my wedding films, 
my purpose or my why is coming through in that I document these moments for people. That when they watch them back, they see them, they are reminded of what matters most in this life. They are brought back to the reminder to savor the small and they remember they get a deeper perspective of, you know, impermanence, brevity of life, all of that. And then I look at teaching meditation and mindfulness and teaching meditation is that's exactly what it's doing is helping people remember impermanence, equanimity, that there is something greater to life that of what really matters. And it's not getting caught up in work and not getting caught up in <laughs> things that don't matter, greed, hatred, delusion. And instead, coming back to relationships, moments, love, compassion, and what truly matters. And, you know, I can see it in my relationships, though. It can manifest in a million different job forms. You would never see wedding filmmaking and teaching meditation and mindfulness going hand in hand, but they do. And when you look at my why and my purpose, and I look at my relationships and how I want to be that for the people in my life, I want to be that reminder. And I want my son to look at me and be reminded of what matters most in this life. I want my friends to always come to me when they're feeling unclear, wrapped up in the wrong things and just get a perspective shift and to feel held and and to feel loved and to feel like they have a safe space for a compassionate friend to remind them of what matters. And same with my husband, same with all my relationships and this has fully allowed me to really feel peace in knowing, you know, the idea of impermanence can be a little scary. It can be sometimes, if we're looking at the brevity of life and how short life is, it can leave us a little frantic if we don't have it, if we're not approaching it with wisdom in that actually it sets us free of having to worry about stress about making an impact when we know that that impact, that purpose is innate. It is in our soul. So as long as we're aligned with our soul, we're in touch with our soul, we're fulfilling it. It can really help us not get attached, like I said, to a specific job. Because when we're attached to doing a specific job well, we can really get wrapped up in greed in people thinking we want everyone to think that we're an expert. We want everyone to think that we're really good at what we do, and that can create so much suffering within us. We can get caught up in delusion that it must look a certain way, and we get attached to that. It can create so much suffering within us, and you know we can get jealous of people who are doing the same thing, and it can create hatred and that just all around fear, we can get really attached to the response of our clients 
and people thinking that we're good at what we do. And we can really be striving hardcore for everyone to love us and think that we're good at what we do when we know, (laughs) when we channel our wisdom within us, that we are all a product of our experiences and people's thoughts and opinions have literally nothing to do with us. And we can feel more peace in knowing that, you know, as long as I'm staying aligned with my soul and living out that purpose and just trusting in that purpose, then I don't have to worry about exactly how it manifests all the time or worry that about so deeply and get so attached to the satisfaction of my clients or how people are perceiving me. If you truly just stay aligned in that, then it can carry you through some of the darkest parts of entrepreneurship, darkest parts of your career. It can help you when things shift, major shifts. And that way, because I think that staying aligned with your soul means constantly, constantly reevaluating and changing and shifting. And as entrepreneurs, we do have that luxury of being able to kind of pivot a little bit and without, you know, being obsessed with pivoting, we can, you know, make tweaks to stay aligned with our souls. And that can be scary when you feel like, oh, I've built up this certain thing. I've made this certain amount of income and I want to constantly keep scaling. But, you know, it can help you come to peace with taking a pay cut in order to keep your sanity and your peace or not just taking a pay cut, but like saying goodbye to clients, saying no to clients in order to keep your peace and stay aligned with your soul and keep doing the work that is truly aligned and not so just, you know, feeding into what you think you should be doing. So if you're really wondering, where is my worth outside of my work? How do I like it all sounds fine and dandy, but how do I navigate this myself and take this information and reflect on it myself? I have a couple of journal prompts that I think could be really valuable. And then a quick little meditation that can also help you see your purpose as something greater and really help you navigate an ever-changing world, an ever-changing career, an ever-changing life. So, some journal prompts. Before we get started, just a reminder that I am not a therapist and I highly, highly encourage therapy alongside your mindfulness and meditation journey because it is a journey of going inward. And I am a certified meditation teacher and I am currently a grad student in mindfulness studies learning about a lot of the scholarly teachings and neuroscience but there is always a possibility that some trauma can come up with going inward even if we're gently going inward so please keep that in mind feel free to step away at any time. And I always encourage therapy alongside meditation and mindfulness. So if you're ready to begin and dive in, I encourage you to write freely 
without judgment and not overthinking. The first journal prompt that I invite you to explore is I felt the most joy when I was doing I felt the most joy when I was doing and then I want you to follow it with I felt the most joy when I was being The next journal prompt I want you to start on is the gifts that come naturally to me are the gifts that come naturally to me are then I want you to give a journal prompt to a few loved ones. Maybe three to five people. And ask them... What is my innate gift? What value do I bring to the world without doing, but by simply being? What is my innate gift? gift. Make sure that you clarify to not give an answer that is doing, but instead being. And finally, I want you to close your eyes And visualize your inner child. Look at her and the pain that you want to take away from her. Give her a hug. Tell her everything is okay and she is a good person with a good heart. No matter what she does or who she becomes, she is a good person with a good heart who deserves to be loved. I want you to write about some of that pain that you saw in her. And see if you see any connection to some of your deepest gifts. If you see any of that pain in her related to the change you want to see today. And finally, the meditation that I'll leave you with is just a mantra that I want you to sit with and breathe with. And that is what we just told our inner child. I am a good person. 
with a good heart who is worthy of love. I am a good person with a good heart who is worthy of love. It may not feel right now like those words hold a lot of weight, but when so much of your worth is tied to external factors like your job, it is important to remind yourself and your inner child that there is no amount of doing that is related to your worth and you are always worthy of love and peace. So sit with those words, feel them, that can be your mantra as you meditate this week, this month, this year. I like to repeat the same phrases for like years at a time because some of these deeply rooted habitual thought patterns take a little extra work. They take a little retraining. Thank you so much for going inward with me and I am looking forward to hearing from you all. If this episode resonated with you, if it gave you some clarity at all, please just reach out and let me know that you're listening. Feel free to share it with a friend if you feel like it could be powerful for them. But I'm sending you all my absolute deepest love and I hope you know that you are so worthy and that you have a beautiful place in my heart for sure. And just all love and blessings to you, my friend. Have the best week, best day, best year. All my love.